Great day, everyone, all across the globe, here in America, Indonesia, um, Lagos, Nigeria, New Mexico, Mexico, um, South Korea, great day. And welcome to Universal Laws by Sun Ra Ricks II. Yeah, keep changing the name of the podcast, you know, just wanted to get everybody a little engaged in it, but, um, well, this is a little daily message to the church and to other religious groups. All right. As I was reading an article this morning, um, which is National Alliance of Mental Health, It was saying religion is like the mental health benefits of religion. It was saying religion gives people something to believe in, provides a sense of structure, and typically offers a group of people to connect with over similar beliefs. These facets can have a large positive impact on mental health. Research suggests that religious reduces suicide rates, alcoholism, and drug use. And here's the benefits. This is on the um, article I'm reading on National Alliance on Mental Health. It says, community initiates social connections with other members, creates a sense of belonging to a group, offers trustworthy and safe social engagement. You have rituals helps people to cope with difficult life situations and a ceremony for a loss of a loved one, provides structure, regularity, and predictability, allows for time to rest as well as holidays and other special times of the year. And as teachings, like provides guidelines to live by, teaches compassion, forgiveness, and gratitude, identifies life lessons, even from challenging situations that's right that's right so basically you have church organizations you have SGI um, Buddhism you have uh, Judaism Catholicism um, got the Catholic Church they have all these gatherings and, you know, you're in a little um, social connection group to where you can feed off each other's positivity. It happens on some churches and organizations, which is fine. However, you have a lot of churches, you have churches in New York, churches in Detroit, even Buddhist uh, centers. You have um, churches in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Brooklyn, New York, um, even in Florida, Louisiana, you name it. Hell, even in the White House. You have churches inviting a lot of politically unconscious so-called leaders into your realm 
Now, you guys have argued the separation of church and state. Let me let me give you that uh, definition. All right, separation of church and state. Let me give you a little meaning of it. Separation of church and state is a philosophical and jurisprudential concept of defining political distance in a relationship between religious organizations and the state, making the church independent. You're making it very, very independent. Let me tell you the backstory. You have a lot of intellectuals, scholars, um, have like this hostile and kind of sort of friendly separations of church and state. The friendly type limits the interference of the church in matters of the state, but also limits the interference of the state in church matters. Hmm. Just like the French Revolution is typified in the Mexican Revolution. In the first Portuguese Republic during the 1910s in the Spanish Constitution of 1931. Okay, got it. This was off of Wikipedia, I'm not going to lie. Just getting my mind refreshed. But I wanted to show y'all some um, insight. Now let me go to... you know, mental health. Hold on, hold on. So you think there isn't any mental health crisis in the church? Well, okay. I'm going to pull this up. On the website. Hold on. This is from the Influence magazine. Now, I'm, this is from Jared Pingleton. I'm going to read what he says. This is very interesting. That this Now, his book was what? 45 years ago, 45. In his 1978 book, The Road Less Traveled, psychiatrist M. Scott Peck famously opened with the line, life is difficult. It's a universal truth that resonates as much today as it did then. Living in a fallen world is often painful, even for Christians. This should come as no surprise. After all, Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have trouble. John 16, 33. Inside and outside the church, there are people who feel hurt, alone, confused, hopeless, and frightened. And many don't know where to turn for support. Hmm. So, I'll read a little bit more. In 2020 alone, 21% of U.S. adults 
were suffering from a diagnosable mental illness, according to the National Institute of Mental Health. The shares was even higher among young adults aged 18 to 25, 31%. Many experts expect those figures to soar in coming years as a result of the pandemic-related trauma. But it's going to doubly increase once the student loan forgiveness repayment is back on and people are defaulting. Because I've told you in an article, there's so many that have defaulted many who thought that the perception of going to college is to better themselves in the job market. But they didn't realize or understood about the student loan payments. Okay. Student loan payments, yeah. And you have a lot of suicide ideation going around. And I remember um, in the past episode that so many people in the church are suffering from mental health illness in the church. The same in Buddhism. The same in other religions. So we ask ourselves, what, what's the advantage of waking up every Sunday morning to go to the temple or go to church? It might save a lot of people's lives if they go that route. That is fine. I haven't changed my stance on it. If it's saving your life from going down the wrong path, man, go for it. There's nothing wrong at all. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to stay on that right path. Other people might not agree with what you're doing, but if it takes you in that path of righteousness for the betterment of your life, to get you away from certain sinful acts or behaviors, stick with it. But what's troublesome is that you have churches that will prioritize political leaders, they will prioritize celebrities, they will prioritize sports figures for funding of their church, to sell their church to the people. They'll even sell their God to people. Make God a sex symbol so people can run up to the church. Look at what's been done in Hampton, Virginia. Look at what has been done in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Because I used to go to church. Up in um, a church in Hampton. Felt that I was saved. Felt that I gave my life to the God of my understanding. I felt that, hey, everything is about to change for the better. Then you have this guest speaker. I remember. Talk about, and I have the book. It's called, at that point, Single, Save, and Having Sex. By Ty Adams. I remember Ty Adams. I met Ty Adams. 
I will not I will not slander Ty Adams' name. However, I will not do it. But for me, now that I look back at it, that church that I went to, for me, off of Joins Road, was not spiritual for me. It wasn't a good fit for me. And I end up, because of my wife, I end up going back there a few times, but I know deep down in my heart, I can't do it. This This isn't where my heart lies. This isn't where I need to be. And so I decided to stick with Buddhism. I've stuck with it. I've stuck with it. And I stuck with it for a minute. Until I realized that some of their behaviors are no different than the church. Where I tried to say hi to a couple of uh, SGI members and they gave me the cold shoulder up like, really? 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 And I told somebody about it. Seems like nothing was, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. But yet, I'll put it to you like this. God bless the lady. God bless that man. You know, it's not holding a grudge, it's not being better, but it's an experience that I wanted to share with people. Okay, I've been church hurt from a front for my uh, from a former church in Hampton, which I mean. They're going to be upset at me for sharing this, but I realized that was not a good fit for me. I realized they did not want me there. They, I realized they do not want me to ask them for rides. And I understand. And I, I definitely understand. Having said all that, I don't have to, I don't have to commit to your church. I don't have to commit to your belief systems and I don't have to commit to your worldly behaviors and a lot of people offer that church and joins road want nothing to do with me they don't even want nothing to do with me on social media because I've taken a different path of spirituality I've taken a different path just because I don't go to church doesn't mean I'm not spiritual just because anybody don't go to church or don't believe what you believe doesn't mean that they're not spiritual. They found their own calling. They found something that they think that they could save their life. Okay? Understood? Because you have a lot of the suicide rates up in the Christian church, over 50% from 2020 to now, since the pandemic, has risen. That's a problem. And Buddhism, close to it. I've done a video about it. I've done a podcast about it. 
You guys prioritize attention. You prioritize the wealth. You prioritize these so-called important people like celebrities, politicians, more so than you do the good people that attend or the people that need God or the homeless people that need love in a home. All right, so the message to the church is where is your positive spirituality? Where is it? Because without that positive spirituality, what good is it to get up eight o'clock in the morning? Put yourself out of harm's way to go to church or to a SGI center. I've lost some Buddhist friends too because I've decided to walk away. I walk away so I can find the truth. I walked away because they haven't they haven't fixed the Dalai Lama controversy. What Dalai Lama did was outright despicable. And should step down, but yet I'll still praise him. Y'all were very, very, very carelessly lighthearted about it. Is it go? It was just a joke. It was a kind gesture. No, it wasn't. That's a little boy. That's a child. That's sick. And I don't want no part of a denomination that actually signs off for it. That signs on to it. I'm sorry. If you sign on to it, then I don't want no part of it. You're better off without a religion than with one. But just know God is everywhere. God is in your home. You can praise him there in your home. You can praise him in the car. You can praise him out in the park. You can praise him while you're swimming or in the grocery store. God is everywhere. The God of your understanding is with you. You don't need church to be worshiping the God of your understanding. And you're going to tell me, God, he a jealous God. He a jealous God. Don't you know jealousy is a sin? So you tell me your God is committing a sin? Yeah, I said it. A jealous God is committing a sin. A spiritual God is not jealous at all. Spiritual God is a loving, caring person or entity or spirit that loves nature, that protects nature. God is a positive spirit. That's right. All those Paul's idolatry gods that you put up in your temples, but yet you don't go by the book. 
Reverend Phil Valentine mentioned about that. So what do you want to be? A positive spiritual influencer or a follower in church? Take your pick. This is my daily message for Sunday. I thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for um, helping my podcast grow up in Indonesia, up in Baja, uh, Baja, California, up in Los Angeles, California. Much love to you. Much love to California. Much love to um, Brothel, Washington, or Bothell, Washington, I'm sorry. Um, much love to Dallas, Red Oak, Houston, Texas. Much love to all of you. Arlington, Virginia, much love to you. Much love. Hawaii, Hala, Halalulu, Hawaii. Much love to you. Java, Indonesia, much love, much love, much love to the country of Indonesia, much love to Denmark, the Fiji Islands, much love, much love, the Czech Republic, um, Israel, the country of Israel, much love to you, much love to those who are listening. Um, this year is the 210th episode of Universal Laws by Sunra Ricks II. So we will continue to thrive. We will continue to strive. I might be going back to my old roots when I first started as far as it connecting to personal journals. I'm now I'm reaching those who are trying to be spiritual. People who are in good spirits. Now, gone off topic to be honest just to get attention just to get people to listen to my podcast um but um now I said I was going to do something on James Baldwin I don't want to reignite that statement I'll do it later on so that will be coming but I'm just going to reduce the We Are Kings to um, Nat Turner and James Baldwin. So that will be it. Because I'm going to focus more on the new podcast on Entrepreneur Street Journal 101. I'm about to start that in a few minutes. But um, this is the daily message to the church and to other religions. Put God first and support the people that support your organization, your temple. Don't ever mistreat people. Never. Because karma is waiting to show you its true colors if you do mistreat people. This is Raymond Ricks II. Y'all have a blessed one.